The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to ACB Home, Garden, and Agriculture. This is Deborah. My usual partner in crime, Marge, is not available this week. She is off training with a new guide. So we wish her well. Uh, right now, we are trying to work out a couple of technical issues. Uh, I, am, I have a co-facilitator today, a guest co-facilitator, Nella. And um, I'll ask Steve, our um, Zoom host, uh, any sign of Nella? Uh, and Nella, if you could raise your hand, so Steve, that would be awesome. There you I'm are. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. So we have Nella on board. Nella, thank you so much for co-hosting or co-facilitating today. We also have Steve, who is our Zoom host, as I said. Uh, we have Diane, who is monitoring Clubhouse. And we have Herbie, who is streaming for us today. So we really appreciate our volunteers. So, um, Nella, uh, tell us what is going on, on on your homestead. You have quite the homestead there. Tell, give us a little update. What's going on? Oh, you know, I, this property is pretty new to me. I just lived here a little over a year. So I feel like a lot of things are still in development. I've um, been building a couple of new raised beds. Um, I have been kind of planning, researching chickens of where I'm going to put them, you know, what kind of accommodations they need because we have all the little predators here like fox and um, possums and raccoons and skunks and all those little critters. So I need to be able to protect the poultry. So those are really the things that I have going on right now. I'm going to do some fencing around uh, my garden. Um, those of you that have been in this room before with me, it seems like all I do is fencing. I have goats and, you know, goats are known escape artists. So I feel like all I do is fence and repair fence and chase goats about. But um, so that's kind of what's going on here. All right. Well, uh, on my little urban homestead, I am very much looking forward to spring. I've gone a little crazy with the seed buying lately. I um, get a little, I, I'm always overly ambitious when I'm looking at the seeds, but oh well. And I, I'm getting eggs again. My chickens took a little hiatus in the winter. Um, I have snowdrops blooming and primrose blooming. I've had something blooming all winter, which is very odd because it got down into the single digits. Um, my little hardy pansy is still out there blooming, which blows my mind uh, how tough they are. And I, my hydroponics have been awesome. I am getting lots of greens. I'm able to eat fresh salad pretty regularly and uh, lots of herbs 
making teas and various things with those. So a little bit of green in the house, but never enough. So today we have two wonderful guests. Uh, hopefully they are on the line. We've had some glitches, but we'll, we'll get it worked out. We have George and Sylvia. Uh, some of you might remember George. He was with us last year, just about a year ago. He talked with us about tomatoes. He and Sylvia have, um, they are very active um, plant growers. They, uh, for many years, grew plants and sold them at a farmer's market in the Seattle area. They are active in the Orchid Society. They grow many, many different kinds of plants and they can talk to us about um, growing a variety of different plants indoors. So um, Steve, any sign of, of possibly George and Sylvia, they sh will be joining by phone. Okay, do you and know what, what their area, area code is? Uh, we have several I, phones. I think it's 206. Possibly. Okay. Yes, we do have a 206. Yes. Uh, okay. We'll see if that's then. Yeah, if you guys want so to unmute. You, you can push star six to unmute. All right. There we go. And who do we have here? Uh, did you push star six? There we go. Hello? And do you need to do anything on your end, Steve? I don't think so. No, they should just be able to push uh, star six, like you say, on the phone. Okay. So if... George and Sylvia are out there. Could you push star six and... Um... Can you hear us now? Oh, yes. Yeah, now we can. Yes, hi, George. There, yay. Hello. All right. Yeah, I didn't want to do this solo, George. <laughs> I guess Nella and I could have talked about goats again. That's always fun. But thank you for joining us today, George. And uh, Sylvia's there with you. Uh, I don't know if you heard my intro, but George and Sylvia truly are amazing gardeners. And uh, I just, I want to start out by asking, uh, either one of you can answer, how long have you two been gardening together? Well, we've been gardening over 50 years. Yeah, together. Yeah. You've been married for over 50 years too, correct? Yes, uh, it would be about 55 years now. Wow, that's great. And um, could you tell us a little bit about how you that's and Sylvia met? Uh, uh, what was that? Could you tell us a little bit about how you and Sylvia met? Well, we first met in the when I was in the Peace Corps in Malaysia, uh, and uh, uh, she was in uh, nursing school there, and 
we met and then we married just before I returned to the United States. And and Sylvia, could I know that when we talked with George last year, he told us about how he became inspired as a gardener. His grandfather really influenced him. How about you, Sylvia? What what started your interest in gardening? What started your interest in gardening, Sylvia? I was always interested in flowers and stuff. And my dad loved flowers too. So he used to start cutting and I watched him doing it and I can do it very easily also. So I and uh, started uh, my indoor plants and everything like that. So your father was your inspiration. Yes. yes. Do you have yeah. an early gardening memory that you want to share? Do you have any early garden memory that when you think back? We were living in Malaysia and there were lots of coconut tree. And my dad uh, built a house. Uh, and they were only clay dirt on the outside, you know, and they were nothing growing yet. And so he put uh, coconut right in the ground and it grew by itself. And it was grow very nicely and big, become big tree. So uh, sometimes we hang orchids on the tree and it bloomed nicely with those white phalaenopsis orchids. And oh, we that just had love to be it. beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That had to be and so he, beautiful. Yeah, he grew lots of different kind of tree too. Uh, mango tree. And we got a uh, little chili plant outside our door. So that when we want to eat hot food, we can just pick the chili. That was fun. But that is a wonderful way to inspire a love of gardening. Well, I, I do want to say to everyone, um, George and Sylvia are not blind. Forgive them for that. <laughs> but they are amazing gardeners. And they have lots of great insights to share with us. And I, I right now in your home, um, how many plants do you think you have growing in your home and in your greenhouses right now? Do you have any idea? Probably several hundred. We have two small greenhouses, a large uh, sun porch. All of those are full of indoor plants. Uh, and then we have quite a few plants in our yard. Uh, and in the greenhouse, we also have outdoor plants that are not winter hardy, uh, such as fuchsias and so forth, that we winter over in the greenhouse. Yeah, and I, you have quite a range of different kinds of plants too. Uh, what are some of your favorites to grow in the well, house? Well, we, we, we grow a lot of orchids, uh, uh, some of those in the house and the sun porch. 
uh, most of them in our greenhouses. But uh, probably, well, one of our favorite indoor plants are the uh, epiphyllums. These are the, the large um, uh, cactuses. They're a little bit like a Christmas cactus or Easter cactus, but really huge, much, much bigger. And uh, they have large flowers that are about eight inches. As big as like eight inches across. Oh, that's, wow. All different colors. They don't, um, uh, they, they hang, they, they hang in, in, uh, hanging pots and they bloom, uh, once or twice a year. And the flowers don't last a really long time, but they're spectacular when they, when they bloom. But, we also have, yes? Oh, I was just curious if they have any kind of fragrance at all. Yes, they vary somewhat. Um, but, uh, but they're not grown so much for their fragrance as for the size of the flower and so forth. Yeah, uh, the fragrance is cactus is pretty i i can imagine something bigger it must be really showy and spectacular yeah they they are um we also have uh sylvia grows especially sylvia is really an expert in growing and propagating cactuses uh mm. so we have quite a few different kinds of cactus mostly smaller varieties that you would grow on a windowsill And what else? Well, orchids, of course. That's our uh, kind of our specialty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. And you have succulents uh, too. Um, absolutely, we have uh, jade plants and and other types of succulents. Um, and you had a pitcher plant blooming when I visited you one time. A pitcher plant. I believe so. I believe he had a pitcher plant blooming in the house. Um, we we still have uh, a cutting. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have, yeah, we we had a, a large pitcher plant, and then I don't remember we gave it away or something, and now we have mm-hmm. a cutting from another one that okay. we're we're growing another one. That's so. Sort of a side thing of ours. It's not a specialty, but uh, they are very interesting. That I have never heard of anyone growing those inside until I visited you and you had it. I, I was really impressed. Uh, some of those plants you grow must take tremendous skill to keep them alive. I, I can't, you know, many, many years of experience experience, but also just that magic touch. I, I'm very impressed by the range of what you grow. So I'm going to throw it to Nella. Nella, do you have any questions for George and Sylvia? Oops, did we lose Nella? 
Sorry, it just took me a minute to find the right button. Um, oh, I do that I, too. <laughs> I was like, wait, where did it go? Um, so I do a lot of outside plants, and I, I was telling Deborah my indoor plant woes that is, you know, like pretty much moving into my house is a death sentence. So I would like to know what are some easy beginner indoor plants for those of us that aren't good at it or those of us who have never done it before? What would you suggest to start out with that is, you know, easy and um, hardy? I would say one of the easiest plants of all, and it's a very nice plant, very forgiving and uh, uh, fast growing is, is a spider plant. Are you familiar with spider plants? Yes, I am. I, I like the way they look. So, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they they send out shoots that have little flowers that don't amount to much. But each sort of shoot that it sends out of the pot uh, will start another spider plant. So you'll have plants to... You can make more plants for yourself. You can give them away, whatever. And the yes. spider plant, the, the spider plant is likes to be watered regularly, but it can withstand uh, periods of time, days, days, or maybe even a couple of weeks without water, because they develop thick, fleshy roots that hold water, and. Uh, it, they like uh, a reasonable amount of light, uh, fairly close to a window, and they grow pretty fast. And it's it's a great beginner plant. What about they a succulent? Oh, what did you say, Jeff? They're known for cleaning indoor pollution too. Oh, that's good. What about a oh, succulent? Yeah. I, I like the okay, way succulents look and feel. Is there one that you would recommend that's easier than others? Um, well, of course, the jade plant is a uh, standby. Yeah, they like a lot of light. Um, the uh, what else? There, there's like one. Honestly, it's good. Oh, that's not a succulent. Though. She, she's asked about succulents. Um, do you know about the uh, burrow's tail? Um, no, I don't it know grows, that one. It grows in a hanging pot, and uh, the growths hang down over the side of the pot, and they have a lot of little solid leaves on them. Uh, the leaves are very easy to break off and fall off. And that's the way the plant propagates because each one of those fat little leaves can start another plant. But that means that when you feel it, when you touch it, you have to be very careful not to break it off. Uh, aloe vera? Uh, oh, aloe vera is, of course, a very good one. That is also considered a succulent. Yeah, most of the succulents, uh, generally speaking, are highlight plants that like a nice bright window. Uh, the aloe vera, of course, is the medicinal or uh, 
one that's good for your skin that's found in a lot of creams and so forth. Uh, so if you have uh, some little problem with your skin, you can break off a leaf and rub the juice on your hand. We never eat the juice, but I guess some people even eat the juice. So, so George, you brought up you brought up light a few times. So when you are growing plants, um, it is important to know if that particular kind of plant, what's high light or uh, medium or can handle low light and, you know, how much to water, um, what kind of soil to use. So when you're talking about a succulent, um, they need high light. What about watering in general? Well, in general, uh, succulents, uh, you know, have thick, fleshy leaves that that hold water, and they're they come from places that have dry periods, and so they like to, generally speaking, they like to relatively dry out between uh, waterings. And as far as growing a succulent compared with other plants, they like soil that that drains a little better. So you could probably take, Sylvia's better at this than me, but you could take uh, a regular potting soil and add a little extra sand, maybe perlite. Or use cactus, cactus uh, soil. You can buy special cactus soil, but you can basically make, do the same yourself by adding extra sand and, you know, to regular soil. And then another water thing too. Water once a week. Yeah, water once a week. In the winter, water FET. Yeah, that would be oh. at least here here in Seattle. Uh, uh, in in places like uh, uh, Idaho and so forth, where it's more uh, drier, you might ha want to water a little bit more often. But a general rule of the thumb is once a week in the summer and once every two weeks in the winter. And now another thing, if you like to water, uh, uh, it helps to grow a succulent in a clay pot, a terracotta clay pot, because those pots breathe. So the water will evaporate out through the sides of the pot and uh, uh, it's harder to overwater in the clay pot. About fertilization. Uh, fertilizing fairly lightly. Um, uh, I think if you if you follow the directions on the fertilizer, the particular type of plant food that you're using, which is usually for most people is going to be a water soluble. Uh, you definitely don't want to exceed whatever it says. If anything, uh, fertilize a little lighter. Yeah, uh, my if I kill something, it's because I overwater. <laughs> so the clay, yeah, yeah, the clay pot tip is a good one. Nella, do you have any more questions before we see if anyone wants to join in the conversation? Um, I don't think so. I I suspect that. I tend to overwater as well. It's yeah, now, easy to do. 
one thing is very few plants like to actually sit in water. So uh, when the water goes through, you want to make sure that the saucer or whatever is under it uh, does not have a lot of water in it. Now, there would be one exception to that, and that would be, uh, say, if you're going on vacation or something, you're not going to be home for uh, a couple of weeks, especially in the, the summertime when uh, things dry out fast. Then you can leave a little bit of water in the bottom of the, the saucer so that the plant will have a little bit of extra water for a few days. But if plants sit in water for too long, that water becomes yucky and smelly and it'll start to rot the roots of the plant. All right. Well, the, I have a lot more questions, but I don't want to hog up the conversation. Um, so, Steve, do we have any... Betty um, and Diane and Herbie, do we have any hands raised? Anybody who would like to join the conversation? We have two raised hands in Zoom. Uh, the first one is Nellie Emerson. All right, let's start there. Hi, everybody. Um, I have a question about um, how to um, um, repot um, an orchid. Um, I was given... Um, a very tiny little uh, orchid plant, and uh, it um, seems pretty healthy. It's put out some really pretty spikes of uh, flowers, and uh, and it needs to be um, repotted. So I'd like to know, you know, the best way to do that. Well, uh, does it is it a Phalaenopsis orchid? I don't know the name of it. It has the okay. Uh, it has uh, very long leaves. Okay, boy, it's hard to say. Um, are the flowers Would it be an oncidium? It could be. Uh, They're kind of long uh, and narrow leaves. It could be a cymbidium. Um, uh, that's kind of hard to say. How stems, right? Does the, uh, the the leaves have no stems on them? They come right out of the the base of it. Is there kind of a bulb right at the base that you yes. can feel? Yes. And then there's and then the leaves come pretty much right out of the base. Yes. And then a flower stem comes up out of the base. Now, have yeah, you rebloomed it? It's a long spike. Yeah. Have you rebloomed it? Uh, yeah, it's bloomed twice. That sounds to me like a, a cymbidium. Uh, uh, here in Seattle, where we live, uh, cymbidiums are almost an outdoor plant. You can grow them. We can grow them outdoors uh, most of the year. Interesting. Um, yeah, they. Uh, most of the varieties of cymbidium actually need to be cool before they they bloom well but your question was about repotting yes uh how big is it how, how big is the plant it's um it's small it's one it, it's in one of those um like maybe um uh three inch pots 
Oh, really? How long do the leaves get? Oh, the leaves are probably, um, they're longer than the pot. The leaves are probably over a foot long. Yeah, so, and it, it has bloomed. I'm not positive it's a cymbidium, but uh, the cymbidiums, it might be, um, yeah, the the cymbidiums are mostly bigger than that, but there are smaller varieties. Oh, but I'll tell you what. what. You, would... you can uh, can you see? I can turn on my camera and I can bring it and show it to you. They're on the phone. I'm oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, uh, I would say anyway. Uh, pull it out of the pot and and kind of see what it's what it's planted in. Uh, it's, it's got it. It, 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 it has like um um. It has like uh, little pieces of, of wood and bark. Yeah. Well, what I would do is uh, get, uh, you can get at uh, probably places like Home Depot or garden stores, you can get orchid bark mix. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh, and get an orchid bark mix and uh, plant it in a pot that's uh, big enough to give it a little extra growing room. So uh, from say a three inch pot, go to a five inch pot, something okay. like that. Okay. And then just clean most of the old stuff off. It doesn't have to be perfect, but you can clean most of the old stuff off of the roots okay. and then kind of pack it into a, a, a pot with, with the new stuff. And if it is a cymbidium, I would probably use a, a plastic pot because that'll hold water a little bit longer. Uh-huh. And then and then after you repot any orchid in fresh bark, the the bark mix that you put it in will not hold as much water because this is fresh bark. It hasn't started to break down and, and right. it won't yeah. hold. so so then uh, you'll need to water it a little bit more often than what you have. I see. And uh, let's see if Sylvia can think of anything I missed. And it's yeah, currently blooming, so should I wait till it finishes blooming before I repot it? Yes, I would. And And by the way, when you clean off the old bark, off the roots and stuff, you can feel the roots, whether they're soft and and rotted and some of the roots will probably be soft and rotted and kind of try to pull most of those off okay uh-huh so that that would be the way and that kind of generally is the way that you would repot most orchids okay thank there you. are there are some things to think about one thing is uh, most orchids kind of grow in in one direction. Uh, so the the older, smaller uh, growths will be on one side of the pot, and the bigger, the newest leaves will be on the other side. And it'll keep growing in that same direction as the newest leaves. So you want to leave more room on that side of the pot when oh, you repot okay. it. Okay. Not so, well, thank you. Okay, any anything else? That.
Well, thank you so much. That was an excellent question, and it brought up so many great, um, it, a lot of good information that applies to uh, other orchids. And uh, congratulations on keeping your orchid blooming and thriving. All right. So, Steve, we have another. Yeah, another we actually hand, have. You said. We actually have three more. The next one is area code 207. All that I know who hi. that is. Is that Carol <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, yes, hi, yes. Yes, yeah, it can go on forever. Yes, thank you. Oh, I love hearing about plants. I don't, I have some orchids, but I treat them just like everybody else in my house. The other, I don't know, 60 plants I have, house plants. But my uh, one suggestion for overwatering that people are talking about is um, to try lifting the, holding the plant up when it, when you've just watered it, feel the weight and then check it every once in a while. I am not someone that waters my plants on Tuesday and Thursday or anything like that, but um, because I've got so many, but check the weight and often that will just tell me, oh, this feels like it's going to fly out of my hand if it happens to be something that needs more water or whatever, but try that and see what, what, um, if that helps anyone. Um, and I was so interested in the, uh, the Christmas cactus like plant that you mentioned, the uh, begins with an E you said, I thought. Um, and uh, my question is, because I do have Christmas cactuses, I've ton about four of them. They, I love them. But this other one sounds really interesting. Where would I get one? Because I don't expect that any, I live in Maine, I don't expect that any of the greenhouses up here would have them. But are they, can I order them or where, where, do, where can I find one? They sound well, great. Well, like, like just about anything else, there are uh, sites on the internet where, where you can order. Um, other than that, now, they are commonly called orchid cactuses. They are okay. absolutely no no relation at all to orchids, but, but they are commonly called orchid cactuses Epiphyllum. or epiphyllums. Okay. And um, if you ask around, if you have a plant shop that mm -hmm. specializes in indoor plants, you, you might very well find them there. Um, okay. If you have a cactus or succulent society or um, even like if you have orchid shows in your area, you ever go to an orchid show, places where people are selling uh, special plants, uh, you'll find them. And they come in in many different colors. And um, Fragrance is not a big deal with them, but some of them do have some fragrance. It's it's usually not a real perfumey fragrance, but uh, it it's a pleasant uh, uh, flower fragrance. That's all I can say. But yeah. um, they are they are spectacular when when uh, when they open, and uh, uh, they're they're fun to grow. They get pretty big. Uh, uh, they grow pretty well from cuttings. Oh, so, okay. um, like a Christmas uh, cactus. Okay. Yeah. Yes, you can start them from from cuttings, and uh, if you get a good size cutting and start it, 
then you might not not have to wait so long for it to bloom uh, <laughs> because they do take two or three years uh, to bloom from a small one. But do they a big need cutting might. Special, do, do they need anything special like uh, getting cold or changes in light to prompt blooming or do um, they bloom regardless? Well, are they like the Christmas cactus? Do they do they like that same kind of situation as Christmas cactus? Uh, like kind of cool and good light. Pretty much, you know, no. pretty much. As far as watering and so forth, would be the same. I think they like a little bit more light than a Christmas cactus in order to okay. bloom well. And what we do is we hang them outdoors under trees where the light comes down between the leaves. If you stuck uh, them right out in, in a summer hot summer sun, you could burn the leaves. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. uh, uh, so we hang them outside under, uh, or where they get a place where they get good morning sun, uh, mm -hmm. but not the hot afternoon sun. And they can stay outside until it gets down into the 40s, I would say and uh, uh, they'll survive even colder than that, but they'll start to look kind of ragged, you know, if you leave them out okay. too long. Um, wow. And then bring them in, and then they usually bloom in the spring. Um, and Less water in the winter. Less water in the winter. Um, uh, that's, I don't know, that's about it. Yeah. I'm with well, you, Carol. It sounds lovely. I, I, I plan on getting one. Yeah. I'm going to look into that. Um, and I wondered, okay. did we have one more quest, quick question? Do you have any, I have one of my other favorite plants is an anthurium. I love them. And I've got a couple and I wondered if you had any experience with those. At all. Oh, yes. Um, mm -hmm. Anthuriums are not the easiest beginner's plant. Um, now, one thing about anthuriums is that they like. they they like quite a bit of light, Lots of water. Uh, and and they like to be uh, well watered, and then also they tend to grow up out of the pot, so um, uh, you can feel down at the base, and if the base is where the roots come out, is starting to to get up out of the pot, then you'll want to repot them a little deeper. Isn't that right, mm -hmm. Julia? Yeah. Yes. And that's not the problem. Yeah. So, you can grow up out of the pot. Well, they they can grow up out of the pot, but I think it's better to to uh, because they like to be uh, they don't like to dry out too much. Mm -hmm. And I then is the most important. Yeah, Sylvia says highlight. Um, yeah. As long as you you could burn them in in direct summer sun, but other than yeah. that, they like a lot of light. Now, yeah. Another thing about them, I think this is just a personal opinion. I think that they prefer uh, uh, rather high humidity compared with other house plants, because most of these other house plants, you know, like the spider plants, et cetera, et cetera. They, they might grow better in high humidity, but they don't really need it. Uh, I think the anthuriums 
uh, I think they like, they prefer a little bit higher humidity. So if you have them in a plant area surrounded by other plants, you have some humidity trays uh, under some of your plants, like kind of a greenhouse window or something. Uh, I think they, they prefer that. Uh, certainly not close to a heating source or something where it'll be too dry. Mm-hmm. Well, That's very thank helpful. you very much. I, and I'll just and add Carol, one thing that that, there's, that right. I do miss them. I find that missed, just going and missing them helps too. Oh, oh I'm sure they'd love to be yeah. missed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Carol, thank you, thank you. And you have 60 houseplants and so we've gone from beginner plant to advanced, and it sounds like you're quite a gardener to keep the anthuriums going. So thank you for your questions. All right, so Steve, we should probably see who else has a question. Yeah, we've got two more in Zoom. Uh, Marlena's ne- uh, Marlene is next. Hi, Marlena, where are you calling from? Hi, I'm Marlene from Tucson. So we're uh, hot and warm here, but um, I have a violet and I would love to grow more violets, but I'm not very good at it. They just seem to struggle. What can you offer about violets? I would say we have a better chance of growing violets well in Seattle because (laughs) we're overcast all the time and uh, not a lot of hot sun and and a little bit more humidity but um, uh, I would say again what I said for just said uh, about a little more humidity in the in a growing area uh, might help um, they like very bright shade maybe a little early morning sun um, they don't like to get cold. They don't like to get cold. I don't know if you could hear Sylvia. She said they don't like to get cold. So being near a window or in a window sill would not be a good place. Well, if it's a double pane window and doesn't get real, you know, chilly close to the glass, but um, um, I think they would. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It just depends on your particular conditions. Yeah, I have. It's a double uh, pane window where they get morning light. There, um, yeah, so I thought true. that was the best place for it, but yep. it just yep. seems to struggle. Oh, the other thing about them, I guess most people know this, but you you try to water them from the bottom. You don't yep. put water on the leaves. Yep, I do that. Water from the bottom. Yep. Occasionally, uh, water from the top to try to clear out whatever salt or whatever might build up in there. But yeah, I do that too. Yep. Yeah. Um, I wonder uh, if it's the humidity. Have do, do you have a a window that's maybe not going to get hot sun over a kitchen sink or in a bathroom? Yeah, it is in the kitchen it gets a little bit of direct light in the morning but that's it um i wonder if that could be enough to be part of the problem i don't know um i have it in one of those um 
I, I don't know if you call it a self-watering pot where it has a bottom, the, the, the dirt part of the pot goes inside another pot. I think when I bought the pot, it said it was for violets. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know. I tried fertilizing and found that that was not good. So I stopped fertilizing and I do just, you, I do you know. take it, do you take it out of the water and dump the water after five minutes? Uh, yeah, I make sure that the dirt okay. is moist and then drain, uh, dump out the rest of the water so it's not sitting in water. It's not sitting in it, yeah. Right, and I try to water it, it sounds, about every week and don't let it get dry. It sounds like most of what you're doing is, is correct. Um, African violets, some people do really well with them, but they're, they're not, they're not a real, they're easy plant to kill. Uh, although some people just have a knack for doing real well with them. Right. Um, I'm that person. I just don't get it. I've read everything I can think of and I just don't have a, the green thumb for the violets. And I wish I do did. You know what? Do you know what the humidity is in your house? It's usually pretty dry here. I'm in Tucson, and so it's pretty dry. That could possibly be one of the problems. So, you know, like, is you that, think um, a, a humidity tray might be worth a try? Is that just well, putting well, the pot inside a tray with water? No, you don't want to soak you, it. You don't, well, Sylvia said you don't want to soak it too much. No. Right, but no. if I take the pot that is inside a pot that wouldn't soak up water, I can just put it in a tray, put the pot inside a tray with water, would that be enough humidity? No, not. No, not. don't want to soak um, Okay, you can... Uh, you can have humidity trays where you have a tray with like gravel or something on it and there's water down in the bottom of the tray and then it oh. evaporates up oh. through the gravel. But, oh, okay. but you know, those, those kind of tricks, they're going to help, but they're not really going to substitute for a real low humidity. So if your humidity, um, now we get low humidity even in Seattle in the winter, if it's cold and then we're heating our house, then our humidity goes down to like 25%, which, which is kind of low for us. It's probably not low for you. So um, I don't know what to tell you, but if you grew them in kind of a, almost like a terrarium type of environment or in a greenhouse window, uh, uh, something where that really, you know, captured and kept the humidity in, it, it might work better for you. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll give that a try. Thank you so much. Thank you for calling. I'd like to make one overall comment. Uh, sure. Just in general, sighted people don't touch their plants enough. By touching your plants, you can learn a lot. If they're infested with insects, you can feel them. It, it, most plants will get sticky. A lot of plants will get sticky because of it plant is trying to uh, 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 kill the insects and you feel sticky places, real sticky places on your plant. It probably has scale or something. 
um, and other insects you can just feel when you when you touch it. And if the leaves of your plant are starting to get, um, maybe your plant doesn't have enough water and uh, they're starting to get droopy and you can feel that when you touch the leaf. And um, uh, so that's what I want to say. You can tell a lot about the health of your plant and uh, whether the leaves are nice and plump and happy uh, or, or that there's some kind of problem with it. You can, you can tell a lot about touching by touching the plant. And definitely stick your finger in that soil too. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I made that mistake recently. Not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Well, um, Steve, I think we have one, at least one more. Zoom we do. Person. We, we do. It's DJ. Hi, DJ. Hi, everybody. Uh, yeah. Can you maybe answer an outdoor plant problem? I think. Oh, well, run it by and we'll see what happens. Tell us okay. where you're calling from. Oh, Southern California. All right. And what I have is I have a. Meyer lemon tree, which was real hard to get out here. And I was told that some of the leaves turning yellow was because I wasn't watering it enough. And they wanted me to water it every third day. Okay. And then online it said seven to 10 days. Now, what I have kind of learned. Is these leaves feel good. I don't know if there's yellow ones now. They feel good, but I can't tell if I overwatered it or underwatered it when the leaves are yellow. And I think it's getting some growth. Oh, where is it? Can can am I showing it? Can you see um, my we can't we're all on the phone, so we wouldn't be able to see it. Oh but, okay. Yeah. Uh, is it in a container? It is. It's in one of those fabric things, so it makes the roots curl around, I guess. Right? Okay, so George and Sylvia. It, well, uh, we have a Meyer lemon, too. We have three uh, uh, citrus trees, citrus small ones, and one is a Meyer lemon. Now, the, the thing that it's growing in, does that breathe? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like... Great. It's fabric, it's fabric, like, like, yeah. remember, like, like well, you're gonna, sex, but not quite that anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, I, my suspicion is you're going to have to water that thing like crazy because not only is the, the tree, if it's healthy, it'll be using water out of the soil and, and it'll be uh, breathing, losing through evaporation through the sides as well. And so, you're fairly... That's why I had different um, suggestions in terms of watering it because we never discussed the pot, and not everybody. Well, does. well ours grows in a in a uh, a large plastic pot, yeah. uh, and even in even in the plastic pot, they 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 do like quite a bit of water. It depends on how many, how big the top of the tree is. I mean, you know, the, how many leaves it has. If it's okay. if it's nice and bushy and has quite a few leaves, 
then it'll it'll need more water. But what I would say is, I would say uh, water it. Uh, uh, don't just dump the water all at once, but water it kind of over a period of a couple of minutes so that the soil has a chance to to soak up the water. And oh, you can actually you, you can actually water it until the water uh, comes out the bottom into the pan. And if if there's like a quarter of an inch of water that it's sitting in, yeah. or possibly even half an inch, that's not going to hurt anything because uh, a few hours later, you'll stick your finger in there and it'll probably be dry. Certainly by the next day, it would be dry. So water, so water it good until water comes out the bottom and then water it again, uh, probably, probably at least twice a week, at least. It's outside, correct? It is outside? Yeah, yeah. It's about half feet tall. Okay. How many and feet? It's, yeah, it's about four and a half feet tall. Oh, it's a good-sized plant. Four and a half? So yeah, that'll take a lot of water. <laughs> but, but you have it... Oh, am I so glad I talked? Huh? Pardon? I said, I'm that? glad I talked to you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Definitely needed water. Yeah, they like a lot of water. <laughs> uh, now, you, it's will, not in the I ground, right? It's, more. It's, no, it's in the yeah, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, yeah. So it's, it's going to be pretty heavy, but it, on one of those around if things, you, could, you know, so I can move it. It's behind right. a block wall, and so the sun's on it now. I want, hey, my daughter bought it for me, and I I dare not let it die. I don't want it to die. I'd be so sad. <laughs> well, you can so grab it. If you, if you can grab it around. Okay. If you can grab it around the trunk and, and give it a little lift and feel how heavy it is. That, oh, okay. That'll give you, that'll tell you oh. whether... The, whether it's dry or not. I never thought of doing that. Uh, of course. I'd be putting a knife down where where the water level was. I like it. Okay. So George George, would you if recommend you, would you recommend putting it in a plastic pot? And um since it's outside, how much how how often would you water that? Because I know my Meyer lemon when it's outside, I water it almost every day. And Deborah, we yes, have about five minutes say, left. Okay. Okay. I would say you could water it almost every day. And also, I would say if you're going to be gone for a few days, uh, set it set it in a in an inch or inch and a half of water. Okay. Great. Thank yeah. You. Well, thank you. And also, be thinking about fertilizer. But we're kind of running close on time. So um, thank you so much for calling and, and good luck with that. Uh, Marge is our citrus expert too. So when she's back on, uh, feel free to call and have, you know, talk it over with her if you're still having issues with it. 
Okay. Thank so, you. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. My goodness. An hour went by very quickly. <laughs> so, so George and Sylvia, thank you so much. This was really informative. And this is telling me we're, we're going to need you back. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Thank you. Um, Nella, do you have anything you want to ask or say in the last couple of minutes before we sign off? No, I mean, I think we could probably have George and Sylvia every month and we would still have stuff to learn for probably years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we could have George and Sylvia on every month easily. Um, so uh, for everyone who's listening, thank you to all of those who called. Thank you to Steve and Diane and Herbie. Uh, they were our Zoom host, our um, Clubhouse host, and our streamer, respectively. Next month, we are not sure yet. We possibly will be having a guest who will talk to us about poultry. I'm still working on that one. Uh, the backup plan is possibly talking about pollinator plants and pollinators. Uh, so stay tuned. Uh, watch out for the announcement for the call next month. And uh, we'll probably have Barge back with us. I really want to thank Nella for co-facilitating. And um, thank you to everyone for joining us. We have just a little over two minutes. Anything else you want to cover before we say goodbye to everybody for the month? Nella? Well, Sylvia oh, and I would, yeah, Sylvia and I would just like to thank everybody for your your great questions and some some great comments as well. Yeah, you covered a lot of territory in a little bit of time, and uh, I think a lot of us are going to be going after those orchid cactus plants now. So, thank you for the inspiration. Yeah, and uh, Nella, any thoughts? I just want to remind people about our listserv um, that you can post questions to the listserv and if people, you know, can help you, they're always happy to answer. There's a link to the listserv on the um, information that ACB sends out. So if you haven't signed up for that listserv, um, please do. Um, it's a great place to get information. And, you know, you may have things you can share with us as well. Yeah, that's homesteading by touch. Subscribe at groups.io. And that, like Nella said, it is also in the announcement about uh, today's call. So, okay, with that, we'll wrap it up. And uh, again, thank you to everybody. Go out and garden and uh, don't worry about killing something. We all do it. Don't no. give up. Just keep trying. <laughs> keep trying. <laughs> Enjoy those plants and, and animals. Okay. Bye, everybody. <laughs> bye bye. Thank bye. you. Bye. I'll close the room clubhouse. Okay. okay. And we'll close out Zoom. <laughs>